Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Overwatch, the Overwatch League podcast hosted by three rapscallions who try to talk philosophic about Overwatch, usually end up talking philosophic. We are down a member today. If you're watching the video version, you can already see um, enter name here, Bear, aka Richard, Great Root Bear, Richard. is not with us. He's um, He is no longer with us. Um, he has uh gone on to the great uh skyscraper in the sky. Oh, wait, that's mean in a literal sense. We did not lose Richard, we only lost him for today. He's what busy working. I was wondering where you're going with that. Y C, and uh, so yeah, it'll just be in Plex. Uh, so the nice thing is, you will uh, the one advantage is you will get uh, us breaking down some of these teams, some of these metas, some of these um, team performances. And we'll only be talking about the, the team performances and not whether that team's local city has any decent cuisine or um, yeah. so, uh, some kind of rap music history. I love rap, but I don't know what that has to do with um, sometimes yeah. uh, a, a hit scan player's, um, you know, final blow count. So <laughs> I can talk we're, we're going to keep it nerdy today. You're talking about jazz? Yeah, jazz and blues. Yeah. That's nah, all right. <laughs> I hate that guy. That's Richard's uh, job. <laughs> yes, which actually, you know what? In the rights, I do love his uh, when he brings it into like the locality because, like, if we're gonna run the league like it should be with these like city-based teams, I do like including the culture. Unfortunately, a lot of the teams, as we often talk about, don't do it. But hey, who knows? Maybe that's something that mm. can can slowly, slowly kind of creep into the to the environment. But the bigger thing is, oh my goodness gracious! We have started a new tournament. We have kicked into a new patch in the Overwatch beta that the Overwatch League is playing on that we will get access to in about six days. This is Wednesday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, six days away from the next launch of the beta, which will be a totally new hero, totally different patch. But the current patch of the beta is, is a new one, which we kind of briefly went over last year. There were some nerfs to some of the primary heroes we've been seeing, like yeah. Soldier um and stuff like that so but not only that like that was the big one i was expecting to and you know i'll jump right in here with the first category is meta you know mid-season meta madness really um yeah soldier was the big one where i'm like okay we're gonna stop seeing soldier and nano visor and stuff like that but man did the meta really <laughs> shift went, all around it's like it's like there was a nuclear event and everything just went that's like, what the thumbnail for this is going to be it's going to be like yeah, yeah. it's going to be an explosion because it just yeah, I mean, it just went to like i will say this i was surprised how right i was with which heroes we were going to see because it's all based around zenyata so yes the combinations yes exactly we, we had talked but that was the other big one with the zen with the buff to his his armor as well as his new passive with the knockback kick the super kick party from mm. uh the monk <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> that was the other one. so we're like all right well, are we gonna see a kind of like a zen meta flex support meta kind of thing but so soldier gone zen in i was like all right we'll see that but i'm like it's gonna be pretty much the same right we're gonna be seeing a lot of zarya we're gonna be seeing a lot of Doomfist in the tank line we're gonna be seeing i thought it was still gonna be outside of zen a lot of ana lucio but like man there was very little lucio yeah overall for the weekend tons of zen but then 
the tanks really started shifting around. Hmm. And, and then uh, we'll, we'll really break it down. And um, soldiers seem to have kind of been replaced with a, a heavy presence from our newest oh, DPS. That's right. Sojourn. Yeah. So, because last week I actually wrote up my notes as to who I thought was going to be coming in. And I got most of them right. So, I've got my there you notepad go. here. Please, yeah. Like, like, take a look. We'll take a look back. I was say, because for Tank, I did predict Wrecking Ball and Sigma. That was two of them. Which, so the Sigma, I, I was I was with you on that. And even, even I think, I remember in my head, I was like, yep. Because they'd already been using it on certain poke maps, like uh, Circuit Royale and stuff. So there was already been a yeah. little bit of a precedent. But after the changes, I'm like, I could see that coming in to, uh, to play a little bit. What surprised me, though, was the ball. Because the only ball change from the patch, if I remember, was that the grapple. Wait, it no, it was back. the, the knockback. Yeah, which is basically taking it back to where Wrecking Ball was ahead of the season. Like that was that's the standard Wrecking Ball knockback. Mm. So um, they yeah. they had nerfed it ahead of the season, and now they're like, oh, let's 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 bring him back. I think yeah. he's a little underutilized. And man, they got a lot of playtime. Not just from like, oh, here's one guy, um, some ball specialist. We saw it several times throughout the weekend. Yeah, I mean, what was really weird for me was. In these ball compositions, they basically played like the Winston dive. Mm -hmm. Different heroes, same principle, different heroes. But the the outlier for me was in these compositions, they were running Baptiste. Yep. That to me felt a little weird because I've always known Wrecking Ball comps to be Brig Zen, for example. Right. So well, just, Bap got a buff too, right? Yeah, it's like Bap got bit. buffed. So I get why he was being played, but it felt a bit wrong to me. Because yeah. essentially, he with a dive, you want heroes, at least in my experience, you want heroes that can heal from a distance. So that's why yeah. Anna's good, Zen, yep. Brig, and all and even Mercy. Yep. With Baptiste, you have to get sometimes quite close to him. It's like, here you go. Here's I mean, in, in, unless you're like a sniper with the grenades or something like that. Yeah. You, or like you have your met, you can lob them. But even that, yeah. it's very imprecise. Yeah. So, because when you look at the rest of the composition, it was mainly Wrecking Ball, Tracer. Tracer slash Echo, yep. and then Soldier. These yep. are all heroes that I refer to as roaming heroes. Mm -hmm. So like they don't always have to go back to their supports. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the they, Winston, kind of... they basically rely on the Arna. Yes, absolutely. So you've got these three roaming heroes, and I think to myself, okay, how's Baptiste fit into the mix? Yeah, like, hey, how, I... how are we going to keep this comp together and healed up and and yeah. Uh, viable? Yeah. Like say, hey, it's one of those things where I can understand why I want to play Baptiste. It just feels like sort of, well, it's kind of like water and oil in the sense that the rest of the comp is the water, and you've got the oil on top, which is the Baptiste. Yeah, it just doesn't quite mix. But there were, but teams were they were making they were making a go of it, and then we yeah, and we did we did working, see some. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, exactly. It was just kind of surprising. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, course, what was interesting to me was we're seeing a lot of teams. Build around the Zenyata in very different yes. ways. Yes. So like we saw the ball cops, we saw the Sigma poke. We even saw double sniper at times. Mm -hmm. Which I will admit, I enjoy double sniper because it's like, okay, you gotta watch your head. More you, so than yeah, you. you in especially if, if yeah, that is an intimidating comp. If if the you know aggressor on the other side, if, if the, you know that they have two capable. It, yeah, it, it makes pushing in very, very difficult. But that yeah. said, 
then on the other side of that coin is if you do have that kind of really capable dive on your side, those are some those are some quick targets to take out. But yeah, uh, there was a lot of fun seeing some of the switch ups. We also got to see teams that we would expect actually do well. Be London Spitfire, for example. Bro. They showed a lot more than the Rush Cob. And mm-hmm. my God, I honestly think they're going to be a threat this stage. Yeah. They they came out of the gate. Um, our, in fact, our match of the week last week was. Yeah. <laughs> was. But no, it, but, but, uh, it was a good, it was a good game. Florida Mayhem, yeah. London Spitfire, the, the kickoff game of the, of the, this patch of this, uh, this uh, stage. That's the freaking word I was looking it's for. Stage or tournament. Stage or tournament. Yeah. Table potato moment. <laughs> and um, we all predated pretty firmly we're like mayhem yeah london you know london had a couple good performances last stage but i'm like they're hey they're still london right yeah and like florida and but florida was has been consistently good like like i said punching in that middle has that ability i think to hit into that top four three um but like they've been they've been pretty solid and so we're like yeah this yeah. is it maybe it'll be close but it'll be it's clearly going to be a florida game and man it was a close game but london yeah was able to show that flexibility and squeak it out. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. My biggest thing about that match, it was fantastic, by the way. I highly suggest people go back and watch it. Yeah, good match. My question is, at the end, what if Hardy had missed that shatter? Oh. Because he got, I think it was Hydron, Majed, and Rapol. We don't have great, like, fidelity on this this podcast, but talk a little bit about, I want to see Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find the clip of that, because that was gnarly. Yeah. So essentially, he right at the end, it's 0.3 on Oasis, just to set this all up. Oh, Mayhem are pushing in for the last team fight. You've got someone on Wrecking Ball, Checkmate on Tracer. They're basically doing their standard 2-3 split, like they always do. And, and Hardy is hiding in that side corridor, sort of bumper style. Oh, yeah. Matt, roll the clip. Oh, this, it just, it's so man, like, hardy, right time. Hardy, it's come out of his hiding spots. Yeah, right, but he's been waiting. He's been waiting. Mayhem push in and, uh, oh. Yeah. Now, it, my it, question is. Yeah. And then this, and then following it up with the yeah. pin was just like style points. Yeah. So my question is, what if A, Harley had missed the shatter and B, what if he couldn't get back to his team in time? I mean, so if you roll it back, back. Just yeah, because who, who does he? Who, he gets a three. It's a three-man yeah, shatter, right? Yes, yeah, three-man. Majed, Hydron, and, and Repulse. Re- so he gets both uh, supports and the soldier in this one shatter. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, let's say Repul was still up. He let's say drop- let's say Repul's still, or even like even Hydron, if they, if they had just slid away, right? Yeah. Hit the power slide and uh, and get away. So maybe maybe he gets yeah. Majed. Yeah. So let's assume he just gets Majed. Repul could have. Thrown down the lamp. Immortality. Or yeah, or throw down an immortality field. Throw down the immortality field. Hardy would have then had to work hard to take out all three, who've basically been turned on him. Right, because then at that time too, um, if if he he missed that or it got countered like that, then he's probably going to be forced to stay here and fight. He's a thick duck, yeah. Yeah, or he... Even if he was able to live, he'd have to stay and fight, and he wouldn't be able to slide in. And yeah. who, who did he take and out on the way? Oh, was it just mines? Yeah. So he oh, mines, okay. But you can I, see. I thought. I thought he. You can see somebody. in the kill feed at this point, someone had taken down Landon on the Baptiste. Mm-hmm. So it would have only been the Lucio heels to keep him up. I mean, potentially yeah. you would have had Backbone, 
Tony on the maid keeps sustained, and then you had the bionic field from Soldier. But would that have been enough heat to keep Hardy up? Yeah. Assuming the Sharon missed. Yeah. So Checkmate could have got behind the shield, Soldier with Hydron on his maneuverability. So it's very much a case of we it comes to, it's one of those things where we just don't know. No, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it was, a, but and that's the beauty. That's what a clutch play is. Is it, it's yeah. those changing moments because as you look here, scorelines two two. They're on the they're on a control map map five, and it's one one each. So it's not like there would have even been another round. Like it, it could have. I mean, if London was doing really well in this round, but if Florida would have flipped that, you know, hey, that's all it yeah. takes is a flip, and then to and re you know recalibrate yourselves, kind of reset, and you you can. Yeah. You can run that all the way back. His overall mayhem's composition is really good, in my opinion, countering the rush. Because with rush comps, you have to be very compact. Whereas with mayhem, they can literally just spread out. Mm -hmm. Like I said, they've got roaming heroes in the soldier, the echo slash tracer, the wrecking ball. Mm -hmm. And the way mayhem play with a two three split, their support lines are protected. So that play reminds me of I don't know if you remember Matt Jungu right at the start of last season. Against the San Francisco shot. Oh, the shock, the shatter. Oh, yeah, on Havana. It was basically that kind of play where if he mm -hmm. hit it, he won. He didn't hit it. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah, it, was a, it was a game changer. In this case, it was the game. It was the closer. It was the game closer. That's what that's what finished it off. And um, yeah, if you wouldn't, who knows what it would have gone. And we, for sure, we've, uh, I think Florida would have had a good chance of it, at least, at the very least, yeah. uh, flipping the point and, and started, you know, yeah. pushing that percentage. And one other thing on London, the fact, so, I'm not gonna lie. I was one of the people that was pleasantly surprised by that result. I thought to myself, okay, can London do it again? Mm -hmm. And they did against a certain team. Oh, Richard had are... a bad weekend. Yeah, <laughs> Richard had a bad weekend. Like so, L's across the board. Yeah. So when we all we all picked this that match as the match of the week, which we all got wrong. Yeah. Then Richard's, you know, his kind of second home. New York City, because he spent so much time there. That's kind of like his secondary team. Uh, they, uh, what's it called? Well, they, well, never mind. They lost to Washington, which is just a pain, and yeah. they lost to Paris. We'll get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a minute. But then they, they lost to Paris. So, <laughs> but then his his home team, Toronto, gets London's second victory of the weekend, and yeah. uh, and then also we'll bring Florida back into the picture. Toronto loses three one to Florida. So Richard and, had a bad week. <laughs> yeah, and Toronto the entire time were running the old Winston composition. Like, that, that's all they I can play. Mayhem, they did flex, so I should point that out, but the majority of the time was the old Winston dive. Yes. And I just thought to myself, you clearly haven't been working, haven't you? <laughs> they, I don't I I mean, they you know. lost their coaches, so. Yeah, like, there, there's a little bit of a case turmoil of. In, the, in, the, um, in the Toronto yeah. free, uh, kind of camp, let's the say. The best way I could describe it I don't know if anybody, now bear with me on this. There's the meme from Jimmy Neutron where he's doing, the kid's doing show and tell, and he brings in his Ultra Lord figure. And the teacher goes, You've already shown this Ultra Lord figure so many times. So it, I had that meme going in my head with Toronto. Yeah. Like, this is our new composition. You, you, yeah, you've, you've done this a lot. And it, like, it's gotten you like, in, in, it's gotten you okay, but like, different. it's a different world now, baby. It's amazing yeah. how much these, the, again, these, patch notes these patch changes that on paper you like we we talked about this last week you read them and it's like oh like this damage was dropped by like 0.5 and like this cooldown was increased by one second yeah. it's like that's not 
man, it changes how you play the game and it changes how you play heroes and it changes how you pick compositions. Yeah, it's almost like everyone moved forward. I mean, even Mayhem with their defeat, they actually learned from that and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Toronto still kind of stood still. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like I said, they did change their comps a little bit against Mayhem, but overall, you could tell they're sort of still stuck in place a lot of the yeah. time. Oh, it, yeah. So, I mean, we're looking back right now at the, um, and I can even, I can zoom in a little bit just to make it a little bit easier, but like this is, so this is some of last week's results. So, yeah, I mean, London, things like that, really stepping out, really embracing, not, not only it's like they embrace some of the, we, we actually saw, we saw a tank change from them. Hmm. We actually saw their, their second tank come in. Yeah, Poco. Because, yep. It has been all hottie all, all the time, 100% hottie show chatty which i as i point i pointed out on twitter if there's anybody i mean i don't know why you would be listening but if, if you're seeing impaired or maybe you have it on in the background and you just started like watching overwatch league you would be convinced that hottie's name is chatty yeah chatty because every person on you know on twitter every caster literally like custa was literally it wasn't even like a, like a, making a point of it like oh man he's so good we may as well call him chatty again is it no, they literally were just like saying it off the cuff as if it's yeah, his name. Yeah, it just sort of became what you're used to. It's just his oh. name. Yeah. But I mean, full credit to the London coaching staff. They they're playing their way. Mm-hmm. And that's something I love about watching Spitfire right now. They go they've literally the coach staff have looked at the team, looked at their strengths and weaknesses, and built around that. Yep. And I think that is fantastic. Yeah. And, so and, and full and credit to the coaching staff. A hundred percent. And they're, I mean, Hottie is, is one of the, is one of the star players, obviously big, big, you know, momentum mover on that Reinhardt on the 10, the main tanks, especially, but it's now allowing, I think windows too for the, I think like their DPS line is pretty good. Yeah. That's another one. Like, I know, I feel like we say this about so many teams, but they're like, oh, these players are good, but they're not winning. So it's like, yeah. at what, at what, you know, stage it is, but like Shaxx and Sparker, like they're, Backbone backbone on the May, especially, has been having some pop-off performances. And what was music was against Mayhem on Coliseo, which is Matt 4, he switched to the Sombra. And he actually had a pretty decent game on that. Yeah, and Sombra has been historically this season not very, very niche, I think, as as we put it. needed for specific situations. Yeah, primarily like a Doomfist counter or something like that. But what was interesting is, in the past, Backbone switches to Sombra to try and get the team over the lines. Let's say it's about to hit OT. Yep. You go to the Sobra and get the work done. Yeah, absolutely. But to see him actually play it for a full map was actually quite interesting. And and to see the other part of it is I love, they still have their rush comp, their Rhine brawl rush comp kind of thing. But hmm. they've, they're not just like, it doesn't seem like a team like frozen in the headlights. It was like, this is all we got. Um, Let's just, do it. Let's just yeah. do it. Like they like they they might know. It feels like they know it's slightly off meta. Like we know this isn't an ideal pick, but they found ways to play. Like they they don't just like stand there, hold shield, and just run and swing it. Like they learned how to play it against some of these other these Winston exactly, comps and now yeah. these, these ball comps, these doom comps. So like they haven't just sat on their heels and be like, "This is what we got." They're mm-hmm. playing it in a specific way, which is kind of yeah. um giving but them the advantage. The best way I can sort of give an example is Chengdu Hunters, when they first joined the league, they would, at the time, the meta was hard goats. The goats come mm. to central support. Chengdu were like, 
that's cute. We'll run a wrecking ball composition instead with triple DPS. Yep. And it was completely left field, but they played it in such a way that no team could really prepare for them. Yep. And I think we're seeing that with London as well, that you can't prepare for them because nobody else is playing what they're playing. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, London have their first 2-0 of, uh, weekend of the season. And they, they, like I said, they start, they start punching yeah. way up. They start punching. Like there is, there's a bright light of uh, potential for them to punch. I'm loving that these, I think we still have our, our top three in, in NA at least are pretty, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty solid. Although uh, with, you know, Glad's at the top with San Francisco, San Francisco still at the top of the, uh, the standings. They're up there. Yeah. They technically are number one in the regular season standings, despite the tournament win by the Glads. Um, but then Glads and Dallas Fuel. But then that that four, five, six, like seven, like that. Those middle, like there, the yeah. middle is growing wide. Like the t- there's no tier break. There's there's Florida. There's Houston. There's Toronto. There's Atlanta. Atlanta's probably has been doing solid, and they're still up there. There's Atlanta though. Um, Washington is is hitting that hit or miss, but like yeah, it's but the London, lower end of the sky. But London is punching into that zone. Boston is sinking, and, and, and yeah. Vancouver is still doing Vancouver things, mm. um, as, as well as New York. I mean, it's like New- Vancouver actually looked a lot better this year. This seat they did. Yeah. They had um, mirror odd tank for most of it. Yeah, they they, they had better, but. It's rough clear they need a bit more time, but they've got a rough schedule ahead for what I've been reading. Yeah, and we we talk about strength of schedule is, is can be rough. But Paris Eternal got their first win. Yeah, with Dove in the mix. Who with the new really player good. Dove. Which, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of, several of the roster changes we've seen. The, the roster moves and, quite frankly, cuts are kind of are kind of wild in this season. And we'll get into a little bit of that more later. But um, yeah, Dove coming in for the Paris Eternal, and they they took a map off the Glads, yeah. Which is they from a team that has zero wins to take a map off of the Kickoff Clash champions. It, it's small. It's a it's a little chip, but it's it's yeah. a pat on the back. It's a it, you know it's a little tip of the hat there. That's something. It's like, and then they took it all the way against New York as well. Yep, and uh, New York can yeah continues to continues to struggle a little yeah, bit here. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> Yeah, it's New York, New York, and uh, Vancouver, and then uh, Boston. I, I'm starting to see a little bit of an upswing between the addition of Wub and now Dove for Paris yeah. potentially. And I think this comes down to the scouting. I mean, even last season where they had players leave, like I think it was Neptuno left, and Vistola, mm-hmm. not Vistola, it was Ellie Vote that left. Mm-hmm. The players that came in actually looked really good as well. At that point, it was Vistola that came in for Ellie Vote. Yeah. And you had Dredro coming for Neptuno. And yep. Paris, they didn't skip a beat. They did. They they really did. And despite, I mean, they've got a lot of flux too. Everybody, yeah. you know, talk about they're getting ready for the It feels sometimes like they're just looking ahead to the to next year where they're they're going to be officially moving to uh, to the U.S., sh- shifting their branding over to the Vegas store. I believe they already play out of the U.S., um, yeah, it's like them and London are both based in the U.S. at the minute. Yeah, I think I think it's like that's the funny thing about like, which is again, it comes back to this, this franchise model and this city model. But I'm like, don't let, I think we may have two Texas teams, but I think like four or five teams play out of Texas. Yeah. Or are based in the Dallas, like Dallas, Austin area. That's all region. Yeah. Yeah. That whole, like, 
they there's a lot of who have their offices and stuff there and so they just they their players play out of there so i'm like at some point we might have to rethink this model uh because nobody very few people are playing in their own city i get the feeling that covid was a big factor in all that so for sure but i mean also like you're playing like eu unfortunately is just getting the 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 rub here or or the opposite the 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 rib the the shaft is i mean server issue it's so hard for them to play competitively with anybody from either asia or the u.s Hmm. dude the the ping difference is so crazy and like so like yeah like well let's just jump onto some midwest u.s servers we can play against new york we can play against california and you know canada all all on Hmm. decent connection and everything like that and then you go to hawaii for if you make any tournaments to play against uh you know asia and stuff like that so i i get it and it's just it's it's unfortunate give us give us 10g Give us 10G, you know, Verizon, and so we can we can play on like 25 ping, whether we're uh, against somebody in Russia. No, well, okay, maybe not Russia, but you know, in oh, no, you mean yeah, yeah, Ukraine or Finland or England or wherever. Oh. We'll get there one day, someday. Um, but before before we move on to some of those some of those roster moves, another man, Dallas, mm. had another was another one, one of our top teams. They had a shock wing. They had a hit. They literally, they started with a shocker. Yeah. Um, No pun intended there. Yeah. After having kind of a middling kickoff clash tournament performance, you know, it was okay, but they they went out a lot earlier than people expected. Looks like they ran their false nine composition, as I call it. Mm. Widely known as double as dirty bubble, but I think of it as the false nine with Reaper But yeah, it's clear that Dallas, they haven't found their comfort comp, which they did before. Yeah. Like they they found what worked for them. And I have full faith that Coach Rush will find something for them. It's just case yeah, they need no. to obviously play in the meta to get a better idea of what they can play, what they can't play. Absolutely. I mean that you you know, given given the, the staff and given the talent of the fuel, like you have to imagine there this is hopefully just a stutter step. Um, yeah. and they played. They played two tough teams. They played the number one in the standings, San Francisco Shock, and they played Atlanta Rain, who have been, had this ability to whenever they have a rough. It always seems like whenever they have a rough spot, they come back and punch back hard. Yeah, they did that a little bit in the tournament when it, you know they kind of didn't have a great performance in the season. They came back and had a pretty damn good tournament. Mm. Um, they like, finished. I think what Atlanta finished third in the tournament, right? Uh, they were runners. Yeah, third place because Dallas made the final. Yeah, because it was Dallas and Glass, and then yeah, it was the Atlanta. Yeah, right Atlanta were the losers' final as well. Yes. So, um, the only yeah. thing I've got looking ahead, guess who Dallas have next? Well, we're gonna get into that. Don't <laughs> yeah. we, we, we will get in this coming week's schedule um, at the end of it. But for now, let me pull this out. We are, that's what they said. We are going to. Uh, just got a little bit a twisted little mind. <laughs> what, what? The never-ending roster mania uh, that seems to be happening all over. And, bef- you know, we talked about this a little bit in private, and it's the one thing that is – I we talked about last week about how Shock bringing on Mikey, for example, right? Yeah. And you, you had brought up the point of, you know, it, it kind of would be nice – it's a shame that we can't, like – we just fill the roster hole with somebody new as opposed to kind of coaching up. And I, I think 
both i think that point was well taken art my point was you know hey this is pro, pro this is the pros baby like it's about wins but now i think there's something we can both agree on in that kind of vein is it does sometimes seem especially less with the additions like hey if you really if you got the money and you want to bring on an extra tank because you want the mm. first book, i get it but the, with the amount amounts of cuts that seemingly yeah. come out of nowhere where it was like, hey, we brought you on again, especially some of these people, they bring them in from Asia, they'll bring them to the US or something like that. They play for 30 days, and then it's like, oh, the 30-day contract, never mind, we don't want you, you're you're out. Hmm. Um, and while I'm a big believer in like kind of a nah, maybe it's cold, whatever, a sports attitude of like, yeah, you're brought on, and you know, you don't make you don't perform, you don't make the cut, having some kind of protection. For at yeah. least again, thirty days is such short notice, and like especially for an international talent, and um and like the thirty day buyout is basically like we pay you for it's think of it as severance. You get you get one month severance essentially, and yeah. you have to totally shift your life around for a lot of these sales. Yeah. That seems really really a shame to me. That that part of the deals. I mean, I'm, I'm not like, hey, you need to give these guys guaranteed three years x amount like money or whatever you know what i mean but uh but yeah 30 days this kind of like you're out one month and it's it's over seems a little bit especially when you can tell that player uh, isn't gonna play i mean vulcan for example on new york you could tell he was literally just there to make the minimum yeah but yeah using these players almost uh i don't want to say pawns but as a piece it was like all right until we can either find the player we want <laughs> or arrange the player we want. And uh, they're just a placeholder, which I, again, I guess it, it happens. It happens. But um, yeah, yeah. Some, some of this is very, very just like you're gone. Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, just to go a little bit deeper in that. I mean, the Adam release from mayhem, I don't know if you want to start with that, like Adam and sure. Rapal, we'll go there first. Cause I think this t- ties in what we were just saying. So, Adam was released from Florida Mayhem, and Rapol was brought in as a flex support. We mm-hmm. saw him make his debut, and Kariv was moved to the coaching staff, and he, she expressed a desire to do so. Yes. Now, obviously, he, there was a whole, whole backlash about how Adam got released, but in, in Mayhem Court, Albert actually said that they did try and find Adam another team. So it wasn't like he was completely just gone, your axe, see you later. They did try to find someone to take him on because someone was just that flexible. It's the same with Mirror, it's a case of where would he fit in? Yeah. So it was more fair to release him than have him ride the bench. Right. You're leaving out some details, though. Okay, carry on. <laughs> so this is the thing. And yeah. I, of, of all the things, especially of all, a lot of the stuff you're going to see today, this example with the Florida Mayhem, and I know Plex is, is uh, you know works for Mayhem, and, or doesn't work for me. He helps out Volunteers in their, in their yes for their for their Discord. So and and he, I've dealt with the Mayhem. The Mayhem staff is awesome, and the, the team, yeah. But I think there was a little bit of a flub here. Um, yeah. So the, Albert it, did own up to that. I yes, just which, add to that, which is great. And I was I was going to say that. So they released Adam from his contract. Unfortunately, then it ended up doing it over like a discord call, which is a damn yeah. shame if you ask me. And, and I know like they, they needed to get it done. Like there were time limits and stuff like that, but like 
to me, that's one of those things. I, if you're the coach, if you're the, you get in your damn car, you drive to their apartment and be like, yeah, but I don't know. That's me. To counter that a little bit. So just bef- now, this is not me making excuses for Albert or anything like uh-huh. that. Your screen's just frozen. So no, it's just I want to point out that Albert, just before the kickoff clash, clash tournament, had contracted COVID. So I don't know if that was a factor in why they did it the way they did. Again, that was weeks ago, though. Yeah, like, like I think it's or, more sort of they may have been mitigating circumstances we don't know about, which meant they couldn't meet in person. We just don't know the exact ins and outs. Yeah, we just have to go with what we've seen in public view, so to speak. Right, which is the player telling us that they got dropped over a, a Discord call. Yeah, but we don't which, know exactly why it was a Discord call. Like, yeah, was it as you say mitigating circumstances? But. Either way, yeah. I think like that's my thing. I think it's it's un it's an unfortunate way to do things. Yeah. And but yes, and yes, I will say Albert, the team, the the team owner or the team is he the owner? No, uh, the president the or something like that. Of uh, yeah. Um. Then like then Gunba should have done it in person. Somebody should have done it in person. And I think yeah. when when you're cutting this is one of those. I'm like, I mean, I hey, I got a phone call, but I mean my people in charge of my job were halfway across the country. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But um, it's not the most egregious thing. It's just, it's a little unfortunate in, yeah. in, in that, in that regard. But we may never know. And just to we clarify, may never know. Albert is the vice president of esports operations with Mr. Fitz gaming. Gotcha. Okay. So he is so, sort of up there. No. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but full things- credit to Albert for owning up to how he handled it. And he admitted his mistakes so that I do appreciate. Just to yeah. sort of. Oh, and then the that. graphic. He didn't get a graphic though. Yeah. This 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 it's is all again, bundled into one thing. Yeah, they, they made they tried and they even said that too. He said we tried a new thing where they tried to kind of do. We're announcing all of it in, in like this graphic paragraph of Kariva's moving to coach. Um, we're bringing we're on Rapal, and and yeah, and we're we're releasing Adam. Where it, it's such it is it is like nitpicking and everything but like we're the kind of the standard yeah. in this league is like if you're if you're gone we at least get like a thank you post you know they get their big mm. their big picture like we're gonna see a couple here um and so like th- and that one with them i get it it was like hey let's just try to t- instead of tweeting six times let's kind of let's let's get our business out yeah there. again i get i get the impetus mm. maybe next time we we yeah at least bit. mayhem can learn from that we'll yeah. say that 100 percent, but Moving on, so that was one, and that was one I hadn't even thought of. Otherwise, I would have had it pulled up. But uh, let's move on. We talked about it briefly. Uh, I'll just throw it in there right now, though. Dove. Yep. And I think um, who was there a? I'm trying to think. If there was there a release lead because I remember they it was Glister that got released. Glister, that's right. Coming in, Naga had left was- earlier in the season, bringing in Wub. Yeah. The Glister release caught me off guard. I will admit to that. Yeah. Because he was one of the bright sparks of the team. Right. I mean, it just felt wrong in a way. It's like Glister was having, he wasn't exactly playing badly either. Yeah, no, seemed... Glister, Glister was, I, I thought he was solid. Yeah. It's just a case of, well, I thought to myself, okay. But then so... Dove came on the scene and I was like, okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, I kind of get it. But just. It's kind of like a couple of seasons ago when Decay was was not playing for Dallas and only God came in. Right. It was because he had that sort of shadow over him. It's like, right. 
that cloud. Like, oh, you're only in there because they want to get rid of Decay and the rest of it. Yeah. And I think Dove's in a similar situation, but he's proven the Dallas was wrong, and I'll give him full credit for that. Yeah. Because he's um, a beast. There is there was some talk about um there being a, some kind of contention or like maybe some difficulty with him being the only Eastern player on a now primarily Western, yeah, uh, Western roster and a base roster kind of thing, um, which a lot of people have kind of poo pooed a little bit because it's like, well, he played on a mixed roster with the shock. Yeah. And, but that was still so, half and half Korean. Right. But I mean, yeah. enough to the idea of like, so anyone proposing this idea of like, he can't work with English speaking players or whatever is like, that seems kind of debunked. But um, I think then it was Avala who doesn't even work. Does she, she doesn't work for the she Eternal anymore, the, right? The, I think she's the team manager. Paris, is, she, but... is she still there? I thought she left last year. I'll double check. So make your point. I'll double check. Yeah. Um. So, but either way, she kind of came and was just like, she kind of put a little bit more light on it. And, uh, and I, I don't know, again, with maybe with the team fully moving over to NA and everything, he, maybe he wanted to, stay where he was or maybe keep it, it potentially, you know, next year or whatever it is, look for a team that's in a, in back in Korea or in APAC. We'll see. But, um, yeah. Avala is general manager. Okay. Of the organization. Just, she's still with him. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, but I will say all in all, um, they have a cool dove hit scan popped off, had a couple of, uh, maybe i don't know I, I don't like to hang success on one you know one individual person but yeah leading to their first win of the season uh yeah. with this I new kind of DPS looked lineup. really good as well the soldier mm -hmm. i mean yep. you would have thought okay soldier sort of a pseudo hit scan so that would be like we said hydron pick it up for yep. mayhem he's hit scan mm -hmm. it's all been hit scan wub is a flex player picking mm -hmm. up the soldier and i thought to myself oh my god he's actually popping off yeah yeah, no kidding. Oh, speaking really quick too. Before um, we didn't talk about it during the kind of recap, talking about Sojourn players again. That was another one. Sojourn made a he had a huge impact this weekend. Uh, Kai, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he like, all, all of a sudden, off, didn't he? <laughs> oh my god! All, again, the, the small change of Sojourn about her. Her, um, I think it was, it was her the, uh, beam the amount size. The beam size and the amount of ammo? I think it was just beam size last I checked. Yeah, I, but I, that was the key change that brought... Because now she can headshot a tracer. Yeah. And it, it was just... it. You saw her so much. So you got, to, you got to see a lot of people checking it out. And man... Kind of like we, We've always known Kai can be a very scary hit scan player. You know, his widow and mm. all that stuff. But it was like when a charged up sojourn like again now we really got to see yeah so push uh, the limits yeah and so if you want to think about it a charged up sojourn is like a hyper mobile like widow yes because if you you slide and jump and you're like boom and yeah you can yeah hit a tracer you can headshot a squishy gone and compared when you look at the slide cooldown time compared to the grappling hook of Widowmaker. Oh yeah, way that up quite often. Yep. You are bit bopping and moving all over that map if you want yeah. to. So you can hang out in the back line and poke and then charge that thing up and zing someone. Or you can be sliding around flanking 
it, it is yeah. it is like a hypermobile widow I in said, a lot of I ways. think it was Mr. Rex during the commentary at one point of the Mayhem match. He was saying how Soldier could be good at medium to close range a lot yep. of the time. Yeah. And then obviously, as you say, the long range pokes build up the charge. Yep. Because it doesn't matter what Soldier hits, as long as it hits an enemy hero, mm-hmm. it gets charged. Yeah. So, like, they really got to show off her versatility this weekend. Because, again, we didn't, nobody, she wasn't really in a good spot in the meta in the first first yeah. part of the uh, the league this season. So it's like, you didn't really, and now it's like, when we first, because when we all first saw Sojourn, I think, in the beta teases and everything, like, and um, saw it played in the beta, and I mean, it, she was fun. I love yeah. the movement. I love the abilities. Uh, it took a lot of precision. Again, like, she has one of those ultimates that's not just, Press Q and you win, right? It's not one of those kind of ultimates. Yeah. Um, you still have to aim your shots and everything like that. So it, the idea was very cool, and she seemed almost OP, but then didn't get a lot of playtime. So yeah. now to see her getting played and played to the highest potential, it's like, ooh, baby. Yeah. I really like that. Um, so back so to WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah, back to, back to some more WrestleMania. Something um, that we... I don't know if we touched on it last week, but um, the good old LA Valiant continue yeah, to add, continue to add to their um, to their roster yep. as if they didn't have enough. But they mm. they did some releases and stuff too. Yeah, what was it? They signed Molly and Marvel, and they just the other day released Coldest, I believe. Yes. So um, Molly, who was form- formerly on the Jungle the- Hunters. As well, yeah, Chengdu. He went from Chengdu to Shanghai, mm-hmm. Shanghai to Guangzhou, and now on, now on Valiant. Yeah, so he, he's bit bopped and uh, moved a little bit, and yeah, um, those jerseys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? And uh, they well, in fact, I think I read something about it. he's one of only a few players who have been on more than four teams in his Overwatch League career. Yeah, along with um, Kariv, Hopper, and Fisher. Yeah. So, yeah, the a, a transient, uh, transient young man. So, I mean, like Molly's got talent. It's just the kind of cloud hanging over the Valiant is a little bit of one. Just the crazy comp they had, where they had at one point the five DPS players, and um, which is just yeah. insane, especially for a team. They still that, have five. I'm looking at their roster now. Yeah, for a team that doesn't win a lot it doesn't have a very strong record doesn't have a very strong performance the last couple of seasons um so it's like where's the money coming from and then to get sure again i don't remember if we talked about this at all the idea that for, specifically we heard it from marvel i don't know if it has applied to molly i'm gonna assume no unless i hear otherwise but they and they have confirmed that marvel the new yeah. tank player had his, I believe his 30 day, not a full contract, like a 30, his 30 day contract to kind of bring him in and try him out, paid for by talent out of pocket. Yeah. Which, which is, is a, yeah, that has upset a lot of people in the, in, in the space. Yeah. Especially given that the Valiant don't exactly have the best street credit at the minute. Yeah. After what happened last yeah. year. Absolutely. So, so At the it's end of like day, they needed another tank player anyway because no, they Sassy, do as good as he is, isn't really able to play the main tanks. Hundred so percent, someone to come in. So that which brings me back to like, I, I love your versatility, but five DPS players. Not maybe you didn't have to hire five DPS players. You could have used 
uh, company and w- funds to bring on someone yeah. like a Marvel like that, that. I'm sorry. It is so mind blowing. And again, this was all for, for a day or so. This is all speculation, but they have since confirmed on like one of the, one of the management for the team was on stream and confirmed that yes, talent is pulling their money to pay oh. for Marvel to come here. And to me, I don't know. This is the kind of stuff. If you want to be again, this whole league and it and its model and the franchise model and everything from pardon my French, but Bobby F and Kodak, who's a kind of a piece of human garbage, and uh was to kind of model the NBA, MLB, the this 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 sports franchise city based. We travel away games, home games, all that nonsense, which on paper sounds cool as hell, is so unsustainable. But again, yeah. if your goal which we've been through that before, but if your goal is to be seen in this light, to be seen on that level of, it was like, we are the top, a top tier tier one, or, and this is the kind of thing happening. Mm. This, there should be absolute rules forbidding this. And the fact that there's not is yeah. mind blowing. Because we've seen teams actually improve over the years. I mean, Florida mayhem, for example, they actually, we're sort of an up and down all sort of. I, but no, no offense. We're not talking about that though. We're not. I don't care I was, about. I'm was, just saying. Yeah, we're talking about from just a, a business standpoint, allowing your players to literally like to reach into their pockets, essentially to go into their to their PayPal accounts and be like, "All right, here's a thousand dollars from me." You know, Assassin's got yeah, five hundred dollars. Um, you know, all you know, Dia's got uh, you know seven hundred and fifty bucks. He can give you to. Hmm. It's mind blowing. Yeah, because you said a lot of teams they'll they've actually developed over the years and sort of improved their infrastructure. But with Valiant, you think to yourself, where's the money going? If not the infrastructure. That, that, where's any of it? Where's it coming from? Where's it going? The fact that I'm like, again, these you're supposed to have set money and overhead for these kinds of things. And again, hmm. and then you, if if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. You don't. If you are a team. The co- coach, and and this is in no way suggesting because I've heard some people suggest this is no way suggesting no hill is like the one being like, come on, cough it up, kids. I from what I've heard, that is absolutely not it. But for him to endorse it is kind of mind blowing. But as a team owner, I don't care who you are. If I heard even wind of the yeah, I don't care if the team, I and I'm saying this as someone who's been on management side of things and talent side of things, because I understand the impetus. The talent may have like been the one kicking down coach's door be like hey we really need this another tank we need that flexibility we're all willing to chip in if we have to i, I yeah. get that mentality but if i get whiff of that as a as an org owner somebody at the business i go i get it i know i know you want that that but is what, what not, you got kind of yeah i am not allowing you to do that because that is not we are not setting that precedent yeah that that the idea of like, hey, when things are when things are a little are, are, are out of pocket, we'll, we will just go into our talents pocket. Because it, yeah. it means even if this is all of the talent being like, we want to do it, we want to do it, it sets a precedent where it's like some team next year goes, well, we're a little light, but we need it. We need a DPS player. Well, last year, Valiant did this. Maybe mm. we could ask our guys if they're willing to. Now you got people pressuring a team who didn't volunteer it maybe, you know what I mean? And then yeah. all these are all young kids who want to be esports players for a living, which is such a rare thing. They're not going to say no. They're going to be like, 
okay. It's a very dangerous sort of tightrope. Yes, exactly. So, um, like I said, we will. Um, it's a, it's a little unfortunate. We'll see what kind of uh, difference Molly might make on on mm. the scene. I mean, I do, um, in a way, I do feel bad for Molly with on Guangzhou because he's the more flexible player over between him and Faraway. Mm-hmm. But they hard committed to Faraway. I could eat my words, but we'll see. Especially yeah. since we're in a Zen Yata based meta. Sure. And that is Faraway's best hero is a Zenyata. So oh yeah, so um, we'll, we'll 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 see that we'll we'll get into that a little bit with the preview because we're gonna jump into APAC this coming week get their yeah. first uh, foray into the midseason madness. A um, couple more roster changes though. Um, one that's a smaller one of note. We talked about uh, Vulcan being released. This is not a place for the tank player, but Ho One uh, was signed on and yep. uh, as a flex support. And um, from what we know, I believe as you said, he is underage currently, yes? I believe so. I think it's like a month, month and a half before he's available. Okay, yeah. I, I, I heard that too. Like the end of July, he will be yeah. able to be active. Um, so coming in at Flex Support, and the, what we've heard is, yes, rumor, pinch of salt, all that stuff. Uh, this is less um, than just bringing on, it's more, uh, not Gangnam Jim, but it's Myungbung, who's been yeah, a little underperforming. But it's a case of, Surely you would sign a main support and move Gangnam Jin over to Flex as well. You would think That's another so. way that you could have done that. Yeah, you would think you so too. Gangnam Jin, he can play the Lucio. He's a serviceable Lucio, but right. it's not what he's known for. I mean, Absolutely. Not, when he first debuted in the league, everyone was referring to him as the second coming of Jonak because of his Ana. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, you've got him off rolling, moved something he's more comfortable doing, and maybe sign a main support as a yeah and get a main support yeah you you would think so. and i mean i don't know what main supports are available either from contenders and stuff like that it could be an yeah. issue with that or maybe they're just hard really thinking like double flex is going to be the maybe they're convinced double flex is you know is going to be the way yeah i mean it it just doesn't feel right because as i said gangnam jin is serviceable on the lucio i mean he has played it for mayhem before right as well because I think it was when they had Byram on the roster at the same time. They would combo him him and Byram together at times. Yeah. So they needed to flex over to a Lucio comp. Gangnam would be the one to pick it up. Yeah. But Absolutely. it's not his role. And you can see teams that have got main supports are actually doing pretty well. But they'll have a second flex support if needed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there are exceptions to the rule. I mean, looking at, say, San Francisco Shock and the Houston Outlaws. Yeah. But obviously, that doesn't work for everyone, does it? No. And so here, calling back to my little bit of like our concern over the, the some of these like short term contracts, buyouts, like, you know, God, you, you get released and you get a month and then you're, you know, you're out kind of thing. And we talked, uh, hopefully it doesn't mean people are brought in literally for like for one month to you know to fill a spot for one meta and then it's like okay thanks you were a great flex bye yeah because so, like that right now everyone everyone at the beginning of the season thought maybe double flex would be it it wasn't a lot of lucio and anna mm. so then uh either people had to bring in their main support or they had to learn main support so now we kind of are in a double flex with zen being very powerful it is kind of a double flex is much more is very very viable so now like i would just hate to see like 
of course it's going to be another month, but I would hate to see New York bring in this flex support just for a little bit to fill that gap to make their double flex work and then say bye bye. Never mind. Yeah. We're back to we're back to a main support meta. Bye. Because you were you were on a 30-day contract. I'm just I have no there's no evidence of that, but I hope that it doesn't become a trend. Yeah, not like, with you there. Of like, hey, we're bringing you on and you're off. What like these yeah. mercenary, <laughs> mercenary owl players. Yeah. As as you will. Need um, a flex support? Sign me. Yeah, for third, every, and like everybody's just like rotating 30-day contracts all over the country, yeah. all over the world. But um yeah, and then uh, the last the last big move uh, we just got in the in the last couple of days uh, was with a little bit of um juice behind it. Eileen gets released from the yeah. Guns I've been hearing mixed Quanzo things charge. about this one. Yeah, and so that's the biggest thing. So at the end of the day, again, we we can all agree. Like sometimes people release, you know, whatever. There's budget stuff. There's performance issues. All this stuff. The interesting thing about this one was the messaging behind it. Yes, and how upfront they were about it as well. Or not like it was involved to in be the... fair, yeah. So, so that's the issue, see. yeah, exactly. So, it was this is the confusing the mixed messaging. One, you rarely see reasons given, like, like look, if it's because nine times out of ten, if it's performance or any any of the usual things, budgets, performance, or uh, just roster spots, etc., it you just kind of get a general, uh, you know, we'd like to thank so and so for for their hard work, um. They, we are releasing them from their contract. We wish them. It's the classic. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. Right. Hmm. Um, pretty, pretty banal, pretty just borderline of just bland. Just we're releasing them. We thank them very much. Guangzhou, as you can kind of see in the upper right corner, went to the point of, and I don't know, maybe this is kind of a weird translation or something like that. Uh, they parted ways with Eileen. We have done so after careful consideration of relevant factors, including risks to our team from inappropriate personal conduct as well as future the future development of our team yeah which is a very it's not specific but it's a very pointed thing to say. we are going out of our way to say that we felt our team was at risk this that this player committed some inappropriate conduct and so like i wanted to look into it a little bit what does eileen say what are there i get and i don't know and Plex is not a fan of this, but like, I'm just, I, I'm, I, I want to smoke out the rumor mill. I'm not going to believe any of it, but it's like, where is the smoke yeah. leading? Kind of just have a, a vague idea. Like say, and, hey, it's just one of those weird ones because Eileen's had his say as well. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So Eileen, and I can actually bring that to that's my, kind of my next slide. Yeah, here. I did have you had Eileen that available. Brought it up on his Weibo, his Weibo account, his, so his direct thing was and it, he had he literally had it like laid out like what happened it wasn't just like yeah i got bs he's like i got sat down so he said june 13th through 17th they had scrims did a photo shoot for the team on june 17th usual kind of thing uh they had a, a weekend break on the 18th 19th and then on june 20th this this week he was brought in in the afternoon and the manager and the coach told him that he was there, his salary was too high, and the releasing was from his contract, and that he had to sign right then and there his uh, his termination paper. Yeah. Um, which... So it's like that's it, that sucks. But again, if that's the reason, it's weird because it's like yeah, you, you signed him for this price. You knew you were going to have to pay him that price. Yeah, I mean, so looking at it from both sides, on the one hand, you've got the org saying, "Oh, it's because of internal turmoil." Just, right, but on Eileen's side, 
he's saying it's because of his wages. It's financial. It's business, right? It's kind of yeah. a thing. That's what he was told. So I think to myself, okay, who's telling the truth? Right. So that that's that's been the, the discussion. Yeah, that's know. been the discussion. It's just like this messaging on the release is is strange. His and his. Normally, you would think, okay, maybe Eileen would come out and be like, "Yeah, or like I messed up, or like, like I did this, but it was unfair." It would, it would at least it all be related. Like maybe he yeah. would allude to like, "Yeah, there was an incident, but this is unfair of them for to do it for me." I, you know, I didn't do that. I was misjudged or whatever. But no, he was just like, "No, they said it was budget," and yet here it's yeah. very specifically like a personal thing. Now, I did also look into a little bit in a lot of the, these Chinese teams when you see inappropriate conduct it is often meant referring to something in their personal life it's used several times for if somebody like hmm. cheats on their spouse as well yeah it, it is what i've heard from um again this is this is chatter around it's one of those things like inappropriate conduct can mean a lot of those things sometimes and again different country different culture so they, they may take that more seriously on their roster than maybe someone from na would but it, it 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 is. It's just this messaging here, and the and the fact that the tweet release with the release was so was very focused on the inappropriate kind of and the future of the like the the future of the team was at risk because of this player, and yet he explains from his side that it was purely budgetary. So it's it's very strange. A lot of people, including myself, I've been saying this since um, they brought in Far Away and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm waiting for a Prita to get brought up because they they got a lot. They brought a lot of people from hmm. that whole Chengdu mess. They brought a couple people because I believe it is a Prita on their on Guangzhou's their academy, academy team, right? Team. Now. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. I know quite a few of them moved to that roster, mm -hmm. and we all knew we were all kind of Chengdu fans were a little uh upset because a print is a pretty damn good dps player and then mm. him and leave are were potentially going to be a really good duo and so yeah. that kind of their whole kerfuffle threw everything into you so everyone me there matt what's that you stole kerfuffle from me <laughs> <laughs> i i do what i can i like my i like my i like my words but mm. uh yeah so like there's a lot of people who are like all right a pretty when a pretty when and if that if if that's if there is I don't, again the budgetary thing is weird too it's like again because you agreed to it but if that's your reason for like uh, we we are saving money to bring on a Prita you we're paying you too much bye it's shitty pardon my French but it's business so it's just that combination with the tweet is from China yeah. is very strange it just seems to me like one side saying one thing and the other saying another I would think self well what's the actual situation well i mean that and that's the thing is we probably will never know it, it's yeah. it's just the bigger thing to me because you'll always hear talent be like this is what happened and everything and of course we just i'll take a talent at their word for sure and corporate messaging i will always read into a little bit and again it's just yeah unless there was something really horrible and again i haven't heard anything come out about eileen yet about her, like oh yeah he did no, this, i haven't either he did this crap or like oh he's been known to he, he cheated in his games or he's, he's a drug dealer in his life or, you know, some kind mm. of thing. I don't know. They're sponsored by Herbalife though. So that whole, that whole thing's. A yeah. That's scheme. a whole other debacle. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe that maybe the Herbalife pyramid captain 
gurus are are influencing everything but who knows mm. anyway but that's just some more uh, more of the craziness that has hit us but for now speaking of apac yes it's time to look ahead to the week ahead mm. at our schedule because now this coming weekend kicking off on friday apac will join the ranks and so what we're going to do here um excuse me I will be picking us like an official match of the week, which we'll talk to about in more detail. But we're gonna go. We're just gonna go through each match this coming up weekend and just give a very like a quick like, hey, who do we think has the edge? What we think the scoreline might look like, and we'll just kind of go bang, bang, bang through these as we go. So the APAC debuts kicking off Friday, five a.m. You know, in the U.S. over here at a reasonable time where Plex is in the in the yeah. U.K. Eleven a.m. Um, GMT. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Um, we have the Fusion and the Valiant. So yes. considering everything we've heard about the Valiant, considering how the Fusion um, did in the kickoff clash, where, how do you see this one going down? Uh, if Fusion turn up, I can see them getting an easy win, but Valiant getting a map. But obviously, Valiant have looked a lot better. They just got their first win not too long ago. Yeah. So on paper, I'm saying Fusion. Okay. But I would not be surprised if Valiant go and at least get at least one map. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think it's I think it's pretty clear cut fusion. Um, even if they're not their absolute peak, they still did so well. Um, um in in that kickoff clash tournament, and I, I think they'll I think they'll hopefully it's a question of whether they can adapt to the new meta. I think it's a pretty solid win, but I would I wouldn't even be surprised if this goes to a map five because Valiant Oh hell they, yeah. They took Shanghai to map five at one point, didn't they? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Like so, they've been taking some of the the better teams in APAC, even if mm. they don't win. They've been taken in a map five. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this one went three two as well. But I do think it's fusion. Mm. Um, moving on, Chengdu and Seoul. I mean, this this is Seoul has been so good, and they've proven their flexibility. So, I think even moving into this next meta, that's a clear cut Seoul. I'm gonna I'm gonna say three one. I'm of. gonna slightly disagree with you there because. Assuming Wrecking Ball was meta, that's one of the Chengdu Hunters' best heroes historically. So, and who? Uh, right, why am I blanking on their tank? Gaga. Oh, Gaga's a good ball player too. Yeah, so yeah. I can actually see Chengdu winning this one. You, you think they? I can see them performing. You think they could actually take the win over? Seoul? I think they can because it all comes down to Mar. Uh, no, not Marvel. Well, now it's my turn to blank. Smurf Dynasties. Smurf. Yeah, I'm. I've not really seen enough of Smurf's Wrecking Ball to get a better idea, so I've got more faith in the Chengdu Ball. Mm. Do you, now? Do we do we think Ball is that meta where it's like that is a guaranteed well, play? Do you I'm, think? Do you think the assumption really that because we saw in the last stage where the metas were very similar between APAC and NA? Sure. So based on that assumption, assuming Wrecking Ball is the predominant hero, I can see Chengdu getting it. Hmm. Do you Sorry, think... I'm going to agree to disagree with you on that one, buddy. <laughs> okay, cool. No, that that's very fair. It all um, comes down to whether or not Marvel can... Pl- like, oh, I keep saying Marvel because <laughs> he was on Soul Dynasty. That's yes, what it is. yes, yes, yes. It all comes down to whether or not Smurf can play the ball to the same level as Gaga. Or I does he play the ball? Can he... What, Would he can play he the Sigma the instead? Yeah. Maybe play the Sigma? Yep, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It I probably comes wouldn't... down to the tank line. Yeah. Tank player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Chengdu still has Leave, one of the and Leave was one of the few people to bust out um, Sojourn, Sojourn 
Yeah. Yeah. Early on before she was even buffed up a little bit. So yeah, because he... then you can have leave on Souljorn and then have Jinmu on Echo, which is mm-hmm. a, it was either Echo Tracer was the flanker that went yeah. with the wrecking ball. So that they, their their DPS line can be nasty too. And again, we know fits and profit can be, but man, yeah. uh, especially again like Souljorn. Uh, Leave was already showing some promise on that early on. Mm-hmm. I thought this was like I thought they were going again the next day, and I was like, oh wait, never mind. Nope, it's just the encore. Um, so only only two matches from APAC on Friday. So then we move London, New York, uh, London on a roll, New York, you know, no. Um I think that's going to Spitfire. That one is likely going to Spitfire. Yeah, I think I think it's w- without a doubt. I think that's a they're more versatile, they look more comfortable on what they're playing. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would not even be shocked with a 3-0 in that one. Yeah, I mean, I've always said how at times I've seen players play uncomfortable. Yep. And I'm seeing that with New York. Yeah, everything seems to be uncomfortable. It's, it's, just, it's, just it's like so they're wearing an itchy like. sweater everywhere they go uh, mm. and just cannot take it off. So, yeah. yeah that Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, Richard, again, I think. Sorry, I mean, not one, sorry. London's calling <laughs> one more time. Yeah. Uh, then after that, Florida, here you go. Here's your boys. The Florida Man. Yeah, this is the, the Dallas the loon, Fuel. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Dallas had a rough weekend to start this uh this tournament off. Florida had a pretty good weekend. Yeah, um, one and one. Uh so pretty kind of pretty solid. So w- with being as unbiased as you can, uh, how yeah. do you see it going down? I can see it going to map five. I can only say that. I don't know where I honestly it's a coin flip for me. Yeah, because you've got Mayhem, who've clearly got their defined style, and they looked a lot better against Toronto. But against Dallas, they've got the quality, but not the results. Yeah. So it's I, it's going to a map five for me, but I couldn't tell you who's going to get the win. Yeah. It's one of those close affairs for different reasons. I think I think this could be. I'm gonna still say Dallas. I think they have the experience to pull it out, but this could be. This is a very like we are like a tilt. This is an upset scenario kind of waiting to happen. I think. Yeah. Um, so it and, all comes down really to what to Dallas brings to the table. So that was the, the other thing is we, again, we talk about wrecking ball and someone looking pretty solid on wrecking ball last year. Fearless. He fearless he, got, we haven't he seen avoid, a ton of him, but he got there. Okay. So he, a lot of the time last year, fearless was avoiding playing wrecking ball. Yes. For a long time. But now it's a case of, if Wrecking Ball's the better, it looks like Hanbid is going to be that player. That was going to be my next question. I'm like, towards the end of the season, it wasn't, it was a little too little too late, but Fearless was picking up the ball a little bit, got better. Um, but Hanbin's been the star, the kind of primary starting tank player on the Dallas field this year, given given the one tank uh, setup. Yeah. So, yeah, would it be a Hanbin ball, potentially? Or again, does he try to play the Sigma That's against the ball, too? But for all we know, Dallas could come in with a completely different composition altogether. Yeah, Rush it's might like be the false have him in the lab. Composition. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I've got faith in Coach Rush that he can find something that yeah. works for his team. But this will be this will be like a good... This will be a good test because, like, again, there's a lot of people who'd be like, oh, fuel, right? Because Mayhem's kind of stuck in the middle. Fuel's still one of the top teams. But I'm like, I don't know. They're they're struggling a little bit. Like I said, this could be a yeah. very – this I very much could believe an upset. I'm going to still say fuel 3-2 kind of thing. But uh, I think yeah. – I mean, I'm not going to commit on this one. It's going to be one of those rare cases where I'm not going to commit because it's so close. Sure. I think that there's very much upset potential. Unlike our next match where yeah. – um, Man, Atlanta's <laughs> been – 
Yeah, Atlanta's just been looking so good, man. Um, that's 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 clear cut Atlanta. Yeah, so I'm with you there. I mean, Vancouver, they'll look competitive under Depay, but aside from that, I don't really give much chance. Yeah, no, not not, not quite yet. Maybe maybe some more changes still to come. Um, Charge versus Spark. Um, this one's tougher than it should be. Uh, normally, I would you know I, before the kickoff clash, I would have been like, dude, Spark. 3-0, something. But Spark was a little underwhelming in the, in the clash. Yeah. And uh, I'll be curious to see how they kind of adapt to I things. I still like think ball. Spark have the quality to get over the line in this one. I do I too. Mean, I've said before how with Guangzhou, they they need a better tank player. I'll say that mm-hmm. much. Because yeah. I've not been impressed with Rio when he's been playing. He's still yeah. gone really downhill over the years. Krong is good, but you can tell there's better players at his position. 100%. And then you look at Hanzhou, you've got an experienced tank line, a scary rookie damage lineup, and I think they've got the quality to get this one. Yeah. I do not disagree. Uh, I think I think, it's, I think it's Hangzhou, and uh, maybe close, but I think it's Hangzhou. Yeah. Um, Shang- now, Shanghai Seoul. Um, yeah. That will be... Well, actually... Again, it, it comes down to Smurf on the wreck, wrecking ball. I think so. But fate, who's on the other side? I was going to say, who's on the fate, other side of that? Fate, it's fate. Assuming def- a wrecking ball, it will be him. And he is dang good at He the wrecking defined ball. the wrecking ball meta last year. Like, it yeah. was like, wow, okay, so want to know what to do? Yeah, want to know what to do? Go uh, watch the Dragons then, when they were playing ball last year. And then on top of that, you've got Void on the bench, who is one of the best Sigmas in the league. So they can easily flex over. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. This to me, this screams Shanghai, provided that that Smurf doesn't pick up the ball that well. I'm going to pick this as uh, I didn't make a proper graphic for it, uh, but this is going to be my our match of the week for me. Okay, yeah, I, I can I, see I, that. I, this is very interesting because again, Soul looks so good in the kickoff clash, but with this change in meta and tank meta, especially, mm. it gives. Shanghai and Fate, especially, it leads to the strength of the dragons more than Soul Dynasty. Very, very much. So, um, I'm yeah, I'm gonna pick Shanghai in this one. I'm gonna pick this for them for a little bit of a, a punchback. I'm after with the kickoff you there. Clash. We will collect riches uh, when we can get it. Yeah, yeah. When 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 we, when we can, we we will revisit it next week. But Where that's gonna, Richard. That's good. You're fired, Richard. Get it. <laughs> um, that'll be a good match, though. Uh, movie Philly and Chengdu um, again, same, similar kind of thing. Like Philly, if they show up, yeah. Um, but no, you really changed my mind again. I was kind of imagining a continuing middling Chengdu, but you're right. Like Gagan, Wrecking Ball, and stuff like that yeah. could be pretty important. I, mean, I haven't seen Bellas Ria on the ball that much, so I know I nope. honestly could tell you. I mean, for all we know, it could be Fury that picks it up. Yeah. Um. I'm going to give it to Chengdu. I think they're going to bust out a win here. Yeah. Looks like I'm leaning that way, but it will be a map five. Yeah. I think it'll be close. It will be a map five one way or the other. Okay. Um, then we have our we have our re, uh, encore. Then we go over to NA for Saturday. Justice and Defiant. Two teams, That's a tough one. <laughs> two teams that have kind of had this up and down... Who's yeah? Who, who's going to show up again? Talent on the talent on the paper, right? Yeah. Um, Washington Justice and I was talking to one of our one of our um, 
friends in, in our discord and his often joins us for the podcast. Um, who's a huge justice supporter. And they were, they were very upset. The coaching decisions and stuff seemed like we talk about this all the time. Like, unless you really need to, or there's a very specific hero or meta you need, why would you not yeah, always play don't, don't it kind of thing. happy and decay? Keep that as your duo. And unless yeah. you need a very specific flex in there, don't take them up, but they continue to take out happy, especially. Yeah. And I'm like, is assassin a better tracer than happy? No. Both players can play the tracer as can decay. So they can't sure all these players, like again, every player in this league is, is at a very high level could probably play every hero to a higher level than 99% of us. Hmm. But we're talking about those, you know, half percent differences that make you elite at these certain heroes and everything. And no happy. I think happy is better unless you need something specific that happy just doesn't feel quite as um, strong. Yeah. They, they make some weird, weird coaching decisions. And it's like when, when they are stick on course, Washington can freaking go. Mm. But Toronto, I would say the same thing normally, but they've been middling too. man. This yeah. one is so hard to call. Yeah. I honestly don't know which way to go. Cause um, Assuming, let's assume that Toronto come back with something that works. It could go their way. Yeah. But because Justice, for me, are too reliant on their damage lineup. They're, it's a case of, you look at the two rosters side by side. Mm -hmm. Let's say Toronto, Finale is not having a good game. The rest of the team can pick up the slack and help out. With Justice, if their damage lineup isn't working as, to their full potential, it's fair enough. who can you see picking up the slack? Yeah, that's my big question. But so, it's going to be a hard one. I'll agree, but I could slightly see Toronto edging. I it. I was just going to say too. I think Toronto can purely, edge it out purely because of that logic of one player isn't performing, the rest can pick up the slack. Justice, if the Darius line isn't playing, they all essentially. I mean, the best way to put stuck. it is, mm, yeah, it's like when Mayhem played Justice, Checkmate was man marking Decay, mm -hmm. basically out of the game. And they took Decay out of the equation to the point where Justice just looks so bad without him. Yeah. No, and you're I not wrong. doing a similar thing. You're not wrong. Um, Another home and hard to call it will be Atlanta and Shock. Mm. That is Atlanta. Both teams looked solid this past weekend, even in, moving into the new meta. Uh Potentially, depending on how this how this stage goes, could be our you know our two top teams, um, yeah. Along with the, you know, I could see Dallas being kind of punched down to like the fourth position, and Atlanta moving up mm. if they can continue the the kind of momentum they've had. Yeah. Um. For I'll me, I'll for this one. Okay, please. I'm leaning towards the shock of this one because they've shown more flexibility than Atlanta. Because it's clear that Atlanta seems to be leaning more towards the Doomfist comps still. Whereas Shock have shown they can show they can play the meta as well as some off meta stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's a case of historically Atlanta have avoided running certain compositions. And it's clear you can plain as day a lot of the time when they're on a meta they're not comfortable with. Yeah. They'll avoid it like the plague. Yeah. With shock, they tend to lean into it and just dominate on it. Once they learn a meta, you watch out. Yeah. So I can see Shock taking this one. Yeah, I, I'm going to tend to agree with you. I mean, I especially, I like thinking about tanks. I mean, 
Hawk and Gator are both incredible. Uh, and Hawk has a pretty good Sigma, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know if again, and I I don't know why I keep going back to it because I don't think it's it is not the end all be all meta. But like, if needed, I don't feel like either one of them plays ball. No, I'm trying to remember a time when they one of them did. I mean, last year they were in the finals playing against Shanghai when ball was still kind of meta, but they didn't. They kind of just forced rush. They forced against, rush, and it didn't good. really work, and they got kind of whooped up on by Shanghai. Yeah, um, it's so the like, flexibility is the fact. Yeah. I, mean, as I think much you're as I, right. As much as I sort of rib on the shock for, for all kinds of reasons, but they've got the quality. Yeah, Pete, and they've shown that they can play the meta. Yeah. So yeah, I know I'm. I'm going to go with that one them. too. I think that goes shock. And Violet is scary on the Baptiste. Yes, <laughs> that I think we can agree on. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, do sorry. we really need to go over this one? No, sorry. <laughs> Even even in a even in an off fuel day, they're they're gonna cue the coffin dancer meme here. <laughs> Bye. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's anyway, Dallas. moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. It's Dallas. Um, Guanjo <laughs> and Valiant. Okay. See Valiant. Maybe I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna stick my neck out of this one. Yep. I'm gonna say Valiant win this. I'm on the I'm on the because same page. Charge. Actually. They've kind of stood still in their development, yep. whereas Valiant. Over time, they've gotten better and better and better. Yep. And with that win under their belts, helped the last stage. I mean, when they last played Guangzhou, Guangzhou was struggling. Mm -hmm. And I think that Valiant now, in this meta, they he could potentially get the win. Who did they get their first win over the other week? Oh, it was by the tail. It was. Was it Guangzhou? I no, they already played Guangzhou at that point. Uh, no, it's it Chengdu, I think. It's Hunters? Okay. So, yeah. But anyway, I I definitely think Valiant could win this. Yeah. As a strong positive. I, I, think, I think so, too. And, like, the one thing that could, I was just thinking, I'm like, which could, like, especially with, uh, especially with the turmoil on the team, which, like, again, I don't like to weigh that a ton, but sometimes it affects morale and it affects. Yeah. Um, no, I've seen that myself. Yeah. So, um, and who knows? They also might, maybe they'll bust out Marvel and who could give them nice some extra tank flexibility. But one thing that could rock the vote, if if we do end up seeing today or tomorrow or something, a Prita assigned to the uh, the starting lineup of the charge, could could be. I don't think it's a game changer changer, but I think it could be a difference maker. I still, yeah, I still say LA can squeak this one out. I think they can. Yeah. Uh, Shanghai Hanzhou. Another tricky one to call because Honcho have got the rookie talent to really give an enemy team, team a fight, but I can still see Shanghai edging it. I think this is gonna be a Shanghai meta. I think, yeah. this, I think this stage they're, they're gonna fight on Wrecking Ball, Void on Sigma. Yeah, I, th I <laughs> yeah, think it's I'm gonna scared. be, um, yeah, I think it's gonna actually be a pretty strong, unless Hongjo have picked up some strats like quick. I think this is going to be a pretty strong win, actually, for Shanghai. I yeah. think Hangzhou can punch back, but it's going to, it's going to be a strong one out of the gate. Hmm. Um, and then our last couple of NA matches, we have the Shock versus the Mayhem. This is um, the match I was looking forward to. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be good. I hope it's it's I, I'm it's another one kind of like I'm going to go with Shock for for the dub hmm. in the end. I hope it's I hope this is a five mapper though. Yeah, well, this is the re I'm going to explain why I've been looking forward to this one. Both starting lineups typically run four rookies plus a veteran. Mm -hmm. So 
both teams have a similar build-up. That's a case of whose build-up is going to come down to the rookie talent. Yeah, in my opinion. I mean, on paper you give it to shock, but there's upset potential from the mayhem, in my opinion, because it's clear that Gunbar's got them playing a very specific way of Overwatch, and they are good at it. And also, there's a lot of tape on how Krusty plays his Overwatch. It's always that ultimate economy. Dominate mm-hmm. that and dump it. Whereas with Mayhem, under Gunbar, there isn't as much tape to yeah. review and things like that. And obviously, Gunbar, what I've seen of his teams, he knows how to prepare them. Oh, yeah. whether you're the top team or the bottom team. they His teams are prepared. Yeah. So on paper, it's shock with upset potential from the mayhem. It's all going to come down to the rookie talent, in my opinion. Fair enough. Uh, moving into something that's in our, in my uh, drama club discord is a big, uh, we have a lot of LA gladiators fans. And of course I am uh, a Support uh, good team, support Florida mayhem. <laughs> and I am currently a streamer for Houston outlaws. So there, there's some uh, personal feelings on the line here, outlaws and glads. And I love, I love the Cowboys, of course, and I, I want to rep the team strong. And I believe there's potential here, but man, Glads are scary. I was gonna uh, say, yeah, it's that's this one is there. Like I know Shock is number one in the standings for, but Glads are number one in in, in you know pretty much yeah, every like, every metric. Otherwise, the thing, it, the thing with Glads is that they can play almost any composition. Without substitutions. Yeah, that's the thing. The only time they need to make a substitution is for a double sniper. And that's when they bring yep. Arnsen. And I love that's what they, we talked about this since the beginning of the season. It's had some shining bright spots. Don Tank, and they, they've been relying on it less, which is good. Uh, yeah. They've had Piggy and more. We've worked to Trace on occasion as well. Yes, I know. It's like, oh, God, he's back to DPS and, and doing kind of what he does. Um, but the trouble is, even if you feel like there's a, a uh, Doomfist map and you put in Dante, like like you said, you're locked. You yeah. are locked into Doomfist for that map. He's not going to try Sigma. He's not going to be like trying Reinhardt or something like that on, a league, on a league game. He's playing Doomfist in, to, into the ground. And if they can counter, if LA can counter that, which they can. Yeah. It's it's going to be, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> I'm sure Gladiators have got something in their back pocket. They've got several things. And so, but, but that said, Piggy has been used a lot more and shown a lot of flexibility more than I even thought he had. So there, there, I hope, I think this could be a good one. I think glads hit take it. Uh, I'm hoping, and I'm hoping for map five. Yeah. So I'm going to say glads either way. So yeah, this is not, not like this, like the outlaws it's more like it's all down to the flexibility of yep. the gladiators starting lineup. hundred percent. The outlaws. hundred percent. Um, Eternal and finishing off with Eternal and Uprising. I mean, Ooh. man, I, I, they both, I, I, I liked what I've seen from Eternal with the new additions. I, I think Eternal can take it. I think they can add another win here. Um, mm. Boston has not shown me anything. There's not enough on the table, no. Yeah, hasn't shown me any like spark. Like, ooh, like, man, like, these guys popped off. Like if they could just get that together with X, Y, Z, maybe they can make it work. I've not seen that yet from them. There's been no, yeah. like that bubbling of like, Ooh, if, if this just, if this clicks in, it's all just been kind of, it just seems like, like, I don't know. 
it's that sort of it facts that spark to give people something to cheer for. Like Boston is sort of functioning a lot of the yeah. time. Whereas they, look at Paris, we Dove and Wub together have looked really good over the last week. Mm-hmm. You've got Vestona and Darn have been looking good. And then Dredro and Khan have looked really good as well. Yeah, like you said, like the, the and the the new additions, Dove, they've had those moments of like, ooh, oh, okay. Like if this can all come together, like we could go on a little bit of a run. Again, no, this is very intangible and very not like stats based yeah. but, but, but you know what it, you know what it is where it's like that okay it's that it factor yeah that it factor like, where things can start can rolling the game by the scruff of the neck yeah and now they are starting to have more but paris is starting to have more of that potential more so than boston i think i think yeah. paris takes I mean, this one boston look stable with punk in the lineup i'll say that much but it's a case yes. of, of in this kind of meta i've got to give it to paris yeah i like boston i can they'll keep i think they'll keep punching down like they'll make uh, it interesting They'll, they'll, but, but like, yeah, they'll make it interesting, and I think they'll continue to like punch down Vancouver, um, mm. and stuff like that. But like now, Paris is is on, is I think on an upswing, and I, I think it's, yeah. uh, I think Boston's going to move into that that uh, second to last spot above Vancouver in NA. I think mm. they really will. Which, whew. but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so catch all of those games, everybody. I can catch them on you know the YouTube and everything like that. We might. Uh, I might do a live stream watch along, not an official co-stream. We're not doing that this weekend, but maybe the Outlaws Gladiators game. We might do an official watch along again because, like I said, several members of our community on the Drama King Matt channel are big fans of that. So if you want to join us, we might hang out on Sunday afternoon and uh, and and just check it out, and we'll we'll chat and we'll we'll watch the games along. So, but for today, and can Richard. Who conveniently, I don't even, we didn't talk about this enough. Even if we talked about it, we didn't talk about it enough. Conveniently has missed his punishment because Plex and Richard bet. I'm disappointed because I wrote a good one. (laughs) He wrote, that is our standard deal now. If you lose, we're going to, our Crosstown Classics, if you lose to one of the other members' teams, you have to buy a skin from that team. You have to cut a promo praising the opposite team. And we're going to make you change your name on the next week's podcast to, yeah. to praise, to praise, to praise the next team. Yeah. So, um, you better Richard, be recording it right now. Yeah. He said he's going to record it. We'll share it on social media. So, you know, follow, follow Plexomatic, follow uh, Drama King Matt, follow Great Root Bear. Uh, those will be in the description of our show down below if you're hearing this on audio or watching it on video. And uh, yeah, make sure you check that out. But, for now, we will send you off. Make sure you watch those matches. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, do all of those things. It really helps us out. If you're on the YouTube, leave a comment, leave a like. It helps the algorithm. If you're on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a comment. More comments, the more traction we get. So we very, very much appreciate it. You can go ahead and find those on my social media, all of, all of our social medias, etc. So until next time, everybody, I am the Drama King. For Plexmatic and the absent bear, the great absent yeah. bear. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>